This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. There were three big future-pacing takeaways that we saw in the Cardinals' win over the Eagles in Week 17. Let's discuss. You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked on Cardinals, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen. Free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So there are some things that, you know, during our time together since the end of last season, it's been less about the present specifically and more about what the present means for the future yeah obviously how things are done now sets the stage for the future you would think okay especially with Monty Osborne Jonathan Gannon coming in there being more of a structured unified stable front than what we've experienced with the Arizona Cardinals pretty much since their inception Namely, over the last, you know, handful of years with Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. So while obviously the hiring of Monty Osborne, Jonathan Gannon, massively important after moving on from the aforementioned regime, it really like, it, it brings into this cliche of how you do uh, the small things is how you do everything. I think that's what it is. How you do small things is how you do everything. And that's what we've seen regardless of win-loss record this year, is that the Cardinals are starting to set themselves up for success in the future by what they're doing now. So me going through this entire year on this podcast with Everydayers, thank you for being a part of it. If this is your first listen, uh, maybe make tomorrow your second. Is It's not about, like, you've you've noticed that, I'm, I'm assuming, that... Um, it's not good to assume. If you haven't noticed, a lot of what I've discussed are, is big picture things. Not, oh, seven carries for 38 yards in the second quarter. Oh, uh, you know, the left guard missed that block on this pivotal in, on that pivotal drive where the Cardinals lost by two touchdowns. Like, that's not what I've been discussing this year. It's been culminating to what we're about to experience 
which is, I called it anarchy on Twitter. It's not anarchy. It's going to be controlled anarchy. It's going to be, we have no idea what the hell is going to happen with the Arizona Cardinals. So through this season, we're starting to see the little things formulate into what the big things will look like for the Cardinals moving forward. What do I mean by that? And I'm going to get to the three big takeaways that are future pacing for the Cardinals that we saw in week 17 against the Eagles. But ever since Monty Ellsworth and Jonathan Gannon took over, things have been done a specific way. Drew Petting, Nick Rallis, things have been done a specific way. Every week, the Arizona Cardinals have shown up and fought hard. That hasn't always been the case. So while it's like, well, that shows how far behind the Cardinals have been. Uh, yes, exactly. This is a big boy adult regime that has come in. Be prepared to play. We saw it in week one against Washington, which seems like forever ago. Joshua Dobbs has been with the team for 15 minutes, and the Cardinals were in, within one score. They probably should have won that game. I think, I think Josh Dobbs fumbled the ball twice in the second half of that game. And then with the Giants and, and the Cowboys, it's like, holy crap. Who are these Cardinals? They don't have any talent. Why are they putting up double-digit leads at halftime? And that's when you saw the switch, the shift. It was immediate. And it wasn't because it just wasn't the last regime. A lot of, you know, be like, oh, thankfully it's not them. So anything else will, will be good. No, no, no. In a vacuum, what Monty Osborne and Jonathan Gannon have done this offseason and through the season would have been better regardless. It has nothing to do with Cliff Kingsbury's ineptitude and Steve Kimes' ineptitude. So now, going through this season, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of losses. You know, Kyler Murray coming back didn't look great. Uh, the offense sputtered. The defense is, you know, is, is devoid of NFL talent at most positions. All the Arizona Cardinals have done this year has gained respect, come in and fight every game, every game. It seems, it seems small and it seems dumb. Like, well, obviously these guys are, you know, all of these guys are professionals. And yes, even the players, you know, the last handful of years. Yes, everybody plays hard. It's different. It's different. What Jonathan Gannon has done has been made fun of early on about the fire in your gut and taking the bus to work and his weird mannerisms and joking stuff. He's a weirdo. Who cares? So is Mike McDaniel. He gets praised for because they're winning games. I love what Jonathan Gannon brings personality-wise. When it comes down to serious stuff, we talk seriously. All the way through this season, the Arizona Cardinals have gained respect across the NFL. They were a laughing stock. For a while, but even when they were at 7 and over 10, nobody believed it. And it turns out they shouldn't have. People believe in this organization from afar. You're starting to see national media members really come around and be like, oh, something's cooking over there. Nah, not cooking. Something's brewing over there. I refuse to say the Russ, let Russ cook thing has ruined the, the word cook for me. Unequivocally. There's something brewing over there in the desert. I mean, it's the new year. Give me a break. Give me, give me, give me a couple of days. I don't even know what day it is. It's Tuesday. Um, so all through the season, these little things the Cardinals have been doing that very innocuous, very just looking basic. And then when they play in week 17 and everything kind of comes together against, you know, obviously a terrible 
uh, Philadelphia Eagles defense who needed everybody. They need to sign everybody to remain afloat. It's still not working. Hmm. I wonder what's missing there from last year. Jonathan again, he's head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know if you, I'm here for the answers. I give you the answers. Seeing week 17, it's like, okay, all of these little things that have been put into place, that was its, its first show. That's without Hollywood Brown. That's with Marco Wilson being cut. That's with Starling Thomas being CB1, Garrett Williams being out midway through that game. The passwords being non-existent. And Kyler Murray just doing Kyler Murray things. And, and uh, you know, the offensive line maybe had its best game of the year against maybe the most difficult front that they played this year, which is probably the 49ers. But James Conner, they ran for 220-plus yards on the ground. It's like, if this is what it's going to be when they actually add talent, it's fantastic. So as I talked way too long setting this up, I'm going to pivot into the three biggest future pacing. I think it was important because that was week 17 was like the culmination of what we thought this could look like. If all these little things came into, you know, came in and kind of worked in synchronicity and sure it's one win. A game that the Cardinals winning kind of jettisoned their chance for any sort of real draft capital to be gained from if they were to trade back. But all in all, that was Monty Osport on the sideline after the game, dapping up and hugging players. It's like, this isn't a losing organization that is glorifying one win against a better opponent. That's not what this is. This is a team that's busted their ass all year. They've been in the lab. They've been starting to slowly rebuild from the foundation up. What Steve Kime ruined. And that week 17 was their vindication for everything they worked for all year. And it's not, again, just about the game. This has nothing to do with 2023. This is big picture stuff for what this team's trajectory could look like with the new regime in place and Kyler Murray as quarterback. With that, what are the three biggest takeaways in a future pacing sense that we saw this past Sunday in their win over the Eagles? I'll discuss that next. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. Please go to the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit the subscribe button. Turn notifications on so you can see my big dumb face. Three biggest future pacing takeaways from the win. I'll discuss that next. Locked On Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. Um, the NFL season's wrapping up. If for those who didn't appreciate it when I said appreciate it, appreciate it now. And there's something you should always appreciate. Okay, it's time to get it on the actual FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use. There's you know a lot of different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Uh, you can find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays and more. Again, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on 
and make your first battle layup. Fandle, official partner of the NFL. Alex Nancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Um, one other thing, oh, that, that I that I definitely want to want to mention here is Locked On has launched the first ever national sport twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you twenty four seven, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel. So the Cardinals got a dub on Sunday in Philly. Great means. Nothing for 2023 in the win-loss column. They're not going to make the playoffs. They they dropped two spots uh, in the draft order in 2024. So for those that have listened to the show, that's good for me. <laughs> for those that have not, I am in the camp of draft offensive line, draft pass rush, do not draft a wide receiver with their top five pick because they have so many more needs that are so much more important than a wide receiver, even though the wide receiver room is terrible for the Cardinals. That shows how bad it is elsewhere. And if you've watched college football this year, if you watch a college football playoff, there are at least five to 10 wide receivers in this draft that are going to go in the top two rounds. And the Cardinals can definitely get one, get draft one, you know, with, with the Texans pick if you want to draft a wide receiver or in the second round. So the Cardinals drafted fourth makes that case easier for me because Marvin Harrison Jr., the top two quarterbacks, most likely will be gone. New, uh, New England does play the Jets this Sunday, which is the best chance for the Cardinals to sneak back into the top three. Uh, so everybody should be a New England Patriots fan come week 18. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the three future pacing takeaways from the Cardinals win on Sunday. Kyler Murray's QB1. And... I know that this one is supposed to be the easy one. It's like, oh, yeah, well, he played well. He's a QB1. Like, you know, there's so much bad quarterback play, like that that whole thing. Like, I, yes. And it's not so much about one game because he hasn't looked great all year. We saw some kind of flashbacks the last year and the year before where it's like, why do these problems still persist? And I am in the camp I have been that uh, Kyler Murray won despite Cliff Kingsbury, not because of him. Okay. And this year he gets a pass. He hasn't played terribly this year coming fresh off an ACL tear and recovery. Okay. That game. And I I said this on the Friday podcast, you can go back and listen to it because now it kind of makes me look smart, which is rare. Um, There are a few players where it's like, we're going to find out like it's 50, 50 Kyler wasn't 50, 50, but we're going to find out in this, on this stage with against this really good team where they fall. Do they live up or do they do they falter? And um, I think we may have seen DJ Humphrey's last game as an Arizona Cardinal, uh, which is sad. I mean, unless they want to move him to guard, I don't even know if he's played guard. I haven't done that deep dive because he's played left half his entire career. But I would think that that's it. So he was one of the guys. And Kyler Murray, like, Kyler Murray doesn't ever have to put up 400 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns to show his worth for this team. He doesn't. And he didn't. Through three touchdown passes, he looked in control, ran the ball a couple times. You know, a couple were design runs, a couple were scampers, and he played well. Yes, it was against a bad defense. Okay, sure. And it's against a team that has Super Bowl aspirations on the road, early morning slate, and that team, the Philadelphia Eagles, needed to win that game. They needed to win that game. And the 3-12 and Cardinals roll in there 
Like, not so fast. The Cardinals were the best team on the field for the majority of that game. The, the only one snafu was Kyler Murray and Michael Wilson not being on the same page with a 98-yard interception return for a touchdown. And, you know, they've played 15 minutes together. Like, these aren't excuses. These are reasons. Now, with that, say Kyler Murray plays terribly in 2024, you can move on from him after that. I just don't see that happening. I think the Drew Patsing offense is fantastic for him. Now, the one thing that they will need to do in short order is find an RB2. That could be Michael. That could be Michael Carter. James Conner cannot touch the ball as much as he's touched the ball over the last handful of weeks and withstand the test of the full, you know, 17-game, 18-week season. It's never worked. I said this in 2020. I said this in 2021. Or I said this in 2021 and 2022. He can't. And that's okay. You just need to get another guy, especially if you're going to run the ball so much. Kyler Murray does not need to throw the ball for 300 yards a game to be successful as a quarterback. He doesn't. And he is QB1 for the future. That's one thing we saw, future pacing. That's one. Number two, the supporting cast in specific spots is enough to build upon for the future. Now, having said that, they have holes everywhere. Offensive line, defensive line, pass rush, cornerback room. They're probably going to have to draft a young safety coming up here in the next year or two. And the wide receiver room. So, like, every they need everything. And that's not a joke. This is what a full-blown rebuild looks like. What Steve Kime did to this roster was build it like like the NFL is only going to exist for two more years. All right, let's get a bunch of guys, and it doesn't matter what the future holds. Let's get a bunch of guys and hope to win some games. I don't know why I talk like that. That was weird. Um, And now... This is what it looks like to completely strip and rebuild. So the supporting cast that they have, okay, Paris Johnson Jr., excellent. He's been excellent all year. We haven't talked about him a lot on this. Like, in aside from like, okay, he's a rookie. Yeah, he's played against 10 of the toughest fronts in football, like the tip-top toughest fronts, and played fine. He's played fine, above average. He's played every snap. Every snap. Now, if they move him to left left tackle next year and they draft a, and they draft a right tackle, if they want to keep him there because they want to bring Joe Alter, the kid from Penn State, in, like TBD. Okay, but he's been great. He's there for the future. That's obvious. Um, James Conner, he's going to be an Arizona Cardinal. He should for the next three years. He's got one year left on his deal. I would extend him two more years, front load the money because they got the money to spend this year, make it team friendly, have an out for the third for the third year, add two years to what he has now. He needs to be an Arizona Cardinal. He's a top 12 running back. In the league, they need him for this offense. That's two. Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Say what you want about Buda Baker. I, I've seen, you know, tweets now. It's funny. Oh, they should have obviously should have traded him in the offseason. No. Look at the nine players he's playing in behind. They don't have a good defense. Especially with Kazir White out, him and Jalen Thompson, building blocks. Trustworthy guys on the back end. Okay, and imagine how much better they could be with actual talent in front of them because you're white. Building block, even though he wasn't there in week 17, he's an honorable mention. Okay, now Trey McBride. The Cardinals have found out a lot about the players they have this year. And that's what this whole season was about. It's what I talked about since day one. Find out who your guys are. That's it. 
win game shirt, whatever. Like, and this isn't like a, oh, you know, you, know, you got a green ribbon because you're competitive and you tried hard and your mom loves you. No, it's like, that's, this is what 2023 was. It was an experiment. It was a case study. It was a social psychology experiment. Go. Let's see who we got. Let's see what they've got. Trey McBride shined. Shined. And then one more. And I don't know why this hasn't already been a thing. I think it's because of the dysfunction of what was going on before. And there were so many other big issues that needed to be dealt with, you know, aside from um, this young gentleman and getting what he deserves. Greg Dortch deserves a multi-year contract extension. He's 25 years old. He could, he, you put him anywhere on the field. He plays outside. He plays inside. He can be gadget. Rondale Moore be gone. Greg Dortch is the guy. And we've seen this. And maybe that's not fair with Rondale Moore. I'm sure. I think he's got one year left. They'll probably bring him back because it's inexpensive. And maybe they could find a spot, you know, in this offense where he could really thrive. Because Greg Dortch or uh, Rondale Moore would thrive in potent offenses. He's like he's like the Shahid kid, the guy from from uh, New Orleans, where it's like, oh, you've seen flashes, but the offense isn't talented enough to really have other teams scheme for the rest of the players while he can run free. And you've got that one play where he can take eighty yards to the house. They just don't. He had that long touchdown catch against Houston where Kyler Murray threw an absolute dime, dropping the bucket. But I take Greg Dorch over Rondo Moore at this point. Greg Dorch deserves a deal. He deserves to be an Arizona Cardinal. All he's done when given the opportunity is, is perform. That's all he's done is perform. Three times this year, he said massive, massive offensive plays for charged 30-plus yard chunks to set up a touchdown, score a touchdown, set up a win. He deserves it. He deserves it. And then, you know, one, one more I think you just let Matt Prater kick for the Cardinals until he can't anymore. He's the best long ball kicker in the history of football at this point. The Cardinals have him. They'll need him. As long as he can kick 50-plus yard field goals, he should be on the roster. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals. There's one more that is bigger than anything, and this is directly correlative regarding the last head coach pivoting to this one. I'll discuss that Discuss that as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Please go to the YouTube channel, search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button, man. Turn the notifications on, man or ma'am. Doing it big in 2024. Yeah, that's next. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay. Um, basketball season's here. Football season's here. They've got these things now in the specials league where you can pick more or less than projected stats combined from an NBA player and an NFL player. So say LeBron James, Travis Kelsey, over 10 and a half, three-pointers made in receptions. You can do that. Price Picks is awesome because it's not you against anybody else. It's you against the projections. You pick two or more players and more or less in their projected stats and you can win up to 25 times your cheese 
they've got this reboot policy now. Say a guy gets injured in the first half, doesn't come back in the second half. He's removed from your projections to where you can keep going and not just take the L because somebody got hurt. It's massive. It, it, it's game-changing in the daily fantasy sports space. So go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Final segment, Alex Nancy here. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen. 2024 is going to be incredibly great for this podcast. Um, you know, I've seen a lot in the comments. Uh, why aren't you having guests? Why aren't you having guests? You need guests. You need guests. And, and listen, I agree. Um, I did it on purpose this year where I've got, for those that have listened, and I don't say this to brag at all. I've been lucky enough to make, you know, build relationships with people through my, you know, 12 plus years in sports radio in Phoenix and then pivoting here. And I, you know, I, I've, I've built good relationships. So I've got some things in the works that is going to be incredible this offseason. I felt like when the Cardinals are this bad win loss record wise, it's not worth having these, you know, big names on to, to talk about a team that's bad. You know, it's just in win loss wise, it's just not worth it. The Cardinals will be a very popular team to talk about right at the end of this season. And that's when I will, I'm going to have a full draft week of some of the top draft names in the world. Um, yeah. Building relationships is important. So 2024 is going to be big. And for those that think I still need a co-host or want to co-host, it's just going to be me. And I have multiple persons. Like I, you know, I talk to myself sometimes on this, so it's kind of the same. Uh, one thing that I will be doing as well, I want more DMs from people at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. I don't do it to get a follow. That's not why I do it. If you have topics that you want discussed, I will be picking and choosing topics, not just like a mailbag thing where I answer a question and then move on. I will do full segments on a topic that you would like to hear this offseason. Just send me a DM on Twitter. Okay. I'm a real person. I love responding to people. I love interacting with people. Um, so yeah, let's just make that happen. All right. This is our podcast. I'm just the mouthpiece for it with my locked on beanie today. Um, three future pacing takeaways from the win of week 17. Kyler Murray's QB one. Okay. We can talk about that at the end of 2024 if needed supporting cast. They've got the bones now of who they're going to move forward with. Kyler Murray, Paris Johnson Jr., James Conner, Trey McBride, uh, Greg Dort should be, Kazir White, Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker. You know. But, I, I maybe throw a Jolty Froholt in there too. He's got one year left on his deal. He's he's played very well this year. We'll see what happens when John Gaines comes back, the, I think, fourth round pick at a UCLA, who was slated to potentially be the week one starter at center or guard. Um, we'll see if they can pop him into left guard. If they already have their left guard for the future, that would be a massive update. But we'll see. We'll see. And this is the most important thing. And this is a direct correlate to last season and a couple of years before that with Cliff Kingsbury as head coach. The massive, obvious thing that I saw in week 17 was Jonathan Gannon was not the entire was a large portion of the heart of the Philadelphia Eagles. And you can tell 
because it was removed from them and brought into the desert where they had no heart. Sure. Every, all these players play hard, man. These are all professionals, smart, athletic. These like, that's not a slight on the employees of the Arizona Cardinals who wear uniforms on game day. They had no direction, no leadership. It just wasn't there. Jonathan Gannon from day one has been the leader of this organization. And you can tell that the culture has shifted. It is not, is shifting. It's not a gerund. It is past tense now. My Latin teacher would appreciate that. I took Latin, don't take Latin in middle school and high school. Tell your kids. I did, supposed to be for the SATs. I didn't score well in the SATs. Latin is great to learn for like grammar, or if you end up hosting an Arizona Cardinals podcast, you want to throw a gerund in there. That's great. I digress. It's happened already. The culture is different. And it was before they won in week 17. So this is not like a, oh my God, oh, the Cardinals won. Oh, they beat the Eagles. Everything's different. Everything's going great. That's not it. Just go back to the first segment when I discussed these little things have been incrementally being put in place. And week 17 was the first time it really showed what's possible. That's all. And Jonathan Gannon, is the head coach wearing the headset on the sidelines every every game. That's the biggest future pacing takeaway from week 17. He's it. They've got him. You know how I talk a lot about this? Like, uh, And if you don't, um, every dares will know this, but I think it's important to understand if this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, thank you very much. Um, with first-round picks... I sound like a broken record, but it's it's interesting to discuss in different circumstances with different players and or coaches for that matter. First round picks, namely like top 10 picks. The only thing you don't want is to say, oh, no, a few weeks into the season where they're like, oh, the uh, player's not ready. Not ready. And it's like, oh, he's a rookie. It'll take some time. No, no, no. Like a pair of Johnson Jr. give up 10 sacks this year. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so that's what you don't want. A lot of times you'll see that pop right away. Parrish Johnson Jr. is a good example. For right guard with this offense, he's played excellently this year. Hasn't been perfect. He's a rookie. He's played excellently this year, especially against the fronts he's played against, as I mentioned. There are guys like, you know, rookies like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. When they came in, you're like, oh, yeah, immediately. Like, that was the right choice. Immediately. Aiden Hutchinson, that was the right choice. So you know right away that they're going to be a star or fringe. And then in the middle, it's going to be like, you know, they played okay, but it wasn't oh no, so that's good. Those are like the three levels of rookie. Same thing with coaches where it's like you come in and Cliff Kingsbury thought he was going to get fired week one in 2019. Now that roster, that's not fair to Cliff because that roster in 2018 was arguably one of the worst constructed rosters in the history of sport. So Jonathan Gannon comes in. Introductory press conference, you know, he, he's saying all the right things, but, you know, we've heard this before. Saying all the right things, were, oh, nice family, we've heard this before. You know, the whole thing. Um, but once he stepped on the field, week one of the preseason, you're like, head coach. He's a head coach. I said that about D'Amico Ryans when they were trying to decide what well, D'Amico Ryans was trying to decide where he wanted to go coach. He's been a head coach on the sidelines for three years. You can just tell the aura is head coach. 
And it was TBD with Jonathan Gannon. We didn't know. We didn't know. And when he came in, stood on those sidelines, week one of the preseason, you're like, head coach. And these, like, he hasn't been great all year. They haven't been perfect all year. They have no talent. But what they're implementing is an offense that's competent, that can be a great offense with the right players in the right positions. We've seen it throughout the season. They've run roughshod over teams that they had no business running roughshod over. Jonathan Gannon has everybody poised and ready to go on Sundays, and Nick Rollis has dogs on the defense now. You bring that out with coaching. What we've seen through this season culminated in week 17. And if this is any true indicator of what's to come in the future, the Cardinals are going to be in really good shape. Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.